This week on Out Now with Internet, we are talking Space Jam, A New Legacy. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Hi, how are you? Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies, be most spoiler for your review, the occasional commentary track, or some other fun movie topic. This is episode 460, 460. This is a spooky episode. <laughs> okay. 460. <laughs> Four, yeah, Don't go to that house. 460. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this week we're talking Space Jam, colon, A New Legacy, the sequel to, of course, Space Jam. And joining us to discuss Space Jam, colon, A New Legacy, we have... On the Toon Squad, still trying to determine the point of having Jane Hudson from Whatever Happened to Baby Jane in Space Jam, it's Alan Aguilera. Hey, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> I want you to know that I have a lot of hops now. I'm really I'm really good at basketball. Mm, okay. I've been playing Dom, Dom, the Dom. I already forgot the name of the game of the movie. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> also joining us on the Monstars, desperately searching to see if the cast of Practical Magic was in Space Jam, it's Jordan Grout. One of my favorite movies. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello to you both. How are the two of you hello. doing this evening? Hello. Uh, I'm fine. I'm good. Great. You know, my life has changed since I watched Space Jam in a theater with kids. That was fun. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Well, good. Good to hear from you. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was better or worse until we get yeah, to Yeah, I was going to be like, you know, yes. we can leave it there. <laughs> I'll go into more detail. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get there. But um, no, good to have Alan you. Alan was like feverishly telling all those kids out in the after the movie, like, "You guys have to watch the first original Space Jam. You guys don't know anything." Oh, here's the thing about these kids is that they were right across the street from the bar. Like, um, the theater was right across the street from the bar. I went there. They ended up going to lunch at the bar and I asked them how they liked the movie, and they didn't understand what I was saying because none of them spoke English. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, oh, but I when I told them in Spanish, like, "Hey, did you like the movie?" They all raised their hands. So whatever yeah. it is, they enjoyed it. There you go. Okay. Well, um, yeah, we that was are a gonna, nice heartfelt story. It was a guess, yeah. We are going to talk Space Jam: A New Legacy, but we got plenty of other things to do beforehand. First up, some show notes here. Um, what do we have going this week? Uh, new commentary track for Point Break. Every month Woo! we do a commentary track, and this month we, in honor of the 30th anniversary of the 90s class, we talked all about Point Break. Uh, friends of the show, Peter, Scott, and Brandon were all on hand to discuss the film with me. We had a good time, and that's available now on iTunes, where you can find our show and all the other episodes of our show. Uh, you can log on iTunes, and you can also give us a rating interview, which will be wonderful. That'd be amazing. Please do. Thank you. Uh, summer Gamble update. Uh, the two of you, Alan and Jordan, you're both involved in our summer gamble, where we, of course, predict what we think are going to be the top ten highest grossing films of the summer. This year we're doing the worldwide box office total for the summer films. And Space Jam, of course, mm-hmm. was a contender. Uh, it's it's certainly one that gave us a lot of uh, question marks because we just don't know how well a Space Jam movie does in 2021. But most of us did have it in our top 10. And I will say the film opened at 32 million this weekend, uh, which for these times, not bad for a domestic opening, higher than I believe the uh, predictions were in some places. Not super high either, but, you know, it's up there. Um, and uh, just for kicks, I saw the worldwide grosses so far since we're 
kind of halfway through the summer here. Mm-hmm. And oh, geez. F9 is currently in first place with $591 million. Um, now, obviously, some of these movies still have a lot more money to make, but Black Widow is in second place of 264 worldwide. A Quiet Place Part 2, $260 million. Cruella is $2024 million, $224 million. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Maybe Do It, has $184 million. And Peter Rabbit mm. has $144 million. So that's like... Peter yeah. Rabbit? Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, remember those carrots. So that's the top five right now. And um, Space Jam, A New Legacy, I think has like $64 million so far. But again, it's obviously its first week of release. So uh, the game continues. But uh, we'll be excited to break this down as we keep going on through the... Uh, we got we to trademark that too. The game continues. The game continues. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What's else? This, what? The number one movie of the summer. Because I want a third Space Jam next year. <laughs> that that quickly? You're going to make it next year? Wow. Yeah, why not? We're filmed them back to back. <laughs> little known facts. LeBron filmed a lot. He had a third one ready to go. Um, but yeah, so Summer Gamble. It's going to be a lot of fun to keep track of this. Um, but what else? Well, Abe. Yes. We constantly talk about doing contests on this podcast, and then All we the time. rarely follow through on them, despite having so many things to give away. Well, guess what? I have a new contest ready for uh, listeners that want some free stuff for very easy reasons. Um, right now, in the middle of summer, I have two copies of a favorite summer movie of mine, Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee's 1989 classic. I have one Criterion version of the release, and I have a 4K nice. version of the release. Oh. Uh-huh. That means there's going to be 4K. That means there's going to be t- two possible winners to this contest. All you have to do if you want to win a copy of Do the Right Thing is submit to us on any of our various social channels. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, and we have our email at notpodcastgmail.com. Uh, submit to us your favorite quote from a summer movie. That's all you have to do. If you submit us your favorite quote from a summer movie, and once we get a healthy number of uh, of entries, let's say by the let's say by the end of August, let's give us some time there, uh, then we will pick uh, two names at random, and they will be the winners of our Do the Right Thing uh, summer contest we got going here. Uh, these are brand new copies of the film, and I will I will see. Yep, yeah, they are, and I will say right now, I I'm going to. Uh, Going to uh, to limit this to U.S. participants only because it did the shipping fees. So sorry, Jay. Uh, but, um, <laughs> and, Jay uh, probably and, has his own copies. And, uh, and, and other and, uh, too. and other overseas listeners. Sorry, I have to limit these things. But you know, yeah. the way shipping is right now, the pandemic has not made anything Oof. easier, guys. Let me tell you. Um, but yes, if you want to enter our contest to win a copy of Do the Right Thing on Blu-ray or 4K, uh, all you have to do is submit. A quote, a, your favorite quote from a summer movie. Any summer movie. Yeah. A movie released. Not just ones that are released this yeah, year. A movie that was released during the summer at some point yes. in cinematic history. I don't yeah. know when the Captain of Dr. Cagliari came out, but if it was released in the summer, you could submit a quote to that. It'd be weird because it's a silent film, so there's not much inflection there, but you could still do it. <laughs> Probably a gasp in there. What if it was a worldwide release in. Just, and technically, it would have been summer in another hemisphere. Would that still count? <laughs> so, you're, so you're asking the if like technicalities are bound. You're asking if like, like you can. I get it. It's only for U.S. Uh, residents. But what if like? Yeah, but the movie in, itself. Like, I, no, I, I see what you're saying. No, yeah. If like if like The Matrix Reloaded came out in Australia in December, which would be weird since it was filmed in you know that area, yeah. would that count <laughs> as, a, as a summer movie? <laughs> like, does Lord of the Rings the two 
the you know the two towers count oh that's an even better question because those are all december releases right so yeah does that count because they were released in during the huh you know that's only american summer movies i'm going i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm going to say northern hemisphere summer releases just to clarify mm, got it. This. okay got it this is why i should be a lawyer i just you know you gotta think <laughs> all the details I'm just glad you broke this down for me before I got into some some really tangled podcast legal <laughs> uh, problems. Listen, you don't have me on here for clout. You have me on here to make sure you know we cross our eyes and dot our T's. Exactly. And at that yeah. point, that's, yeah, we that's, just have like you know burned copies of uh, uh, the movie. The only person that here on clout is Jordan Grout. That's who I have it on that. So so it all works out in the end. I just entered the contest. I'm gonna win. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that's our that's our summer contest. Uh, I'm going to say, let's, well, okay. You're not even going to ask what my quote was? Fine. What's your no, quote? Gonna, <laughs> I was going to be surprised. Well, it's, they like to get the landmarks from Independence Day Resurgence. I the did. best summer time. I, I did mm. recently watch that. And I did remember that quote. That's, <laughs> that's certainly a line in that movie. It's not a bad line. It's just a bad movie. Um, mm. Let's let's see. I'm gonna say let's say let's say August fifteenth, so we can have time for another summer contest if we need. But that's when Skynet comes online. <laughs> no, that's. I think it's like August seventh. And we're a couple we're a couple seven. decades late at this point. Skynet already happened. <laughs> oh, clearly, phew. look at all these social networks that run our lives. <laughs> so, Haven't you seen Terminator uh, Genesis? And like, isn't the plot of Space Jam a new legacy partially Skynet? I mean, <laughs> all right. So yeah, summer contest. And I'll, re- I'll try to bring that up as much as I can to remind everybody as well. Um, okay, let's move on now. Let's 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 get to some out of quickies. Yeah. Each that, now we will do the way they're talking about those. We will do the out of quickies. Trademark. Tim. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Thanks, Alan. That's good. Yeah. Alan, let's That's my job. <laughs> Speaking of your job, let's start with you. What other movies have you seen recently? No. Uh, let's see. I saw Black Widow, and that was the first two thirds were pretty good. The sec- last act was like uh, more of the same. What else did I see? I've been watching, like, I saw Inside Man again. That was great. Oh, no I think I talked about that, that last time I was on the podcast. That ain't no bank robbery. <laughs> I probably said that last time on the podcast. Was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, so I uh, I recently just got into 4K stuff, so I've been streaming a lot, or watching a lot of 4K discs. So I watched The Patriot over the holiday. Because, you, because of was, your main man, Mel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love my main man, Mel. Um, that was still pretty good. I enjoyed that. I rewatched that. I watched... Uh, Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO Max, the HBO Max original Heaven's Gate. That was pretty good. Uh, kind of recommend that. And then um, Wait, I rewatched Man in Black. There's a there's a doc about the making of Heaven's Gate on HBO. No, the Heaven's Gate cult. The cult. Oh, the Heaven's cult. Gate. That's right. Yeah, I did hear cults. about this. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I Heaven's feel like Gate, I asked that same question at the time too. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's, a, there's making up about the movie Heaven's Gate. No, the cult. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I rewatched Men in Black. On 4K, and that was pretty good. And then Did I you saw watch in all? the hype. You, you didn't watch all of them? No, not yet. I'm gonna have follow up questions for everything. You gotta slow this down. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I'm gonna have follow up uh, questions you know, for everything Alan, you said. This one's eating my popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, no, I was like, I'll watch that later. You know, so I like to space things out. And then, um, yeah, you know, just just trying to rewatch some some of my classic movies. But those are the ones I've been standing out. Like, The Men in Black still holds up pretty well. Yeah, and, it's a great movie. And I felt like an old man because halfway through the sh- halfway through watching Men in Black, I'm like, they don't make them like they used to, because that was just a fun, com- yeah, it was a fun movie. It's just like, man, they really don't make movies like the old school '90s IP movies that 
were coming out. Like, this is just so weird and so different. It doesn't feel like every other movie that comes out. But I'm like, this is great. And then the Patriot was obviously historically like all over the place and wrong. And but you know, it was fun. And Jason Isaac is an all timer villain performance yeah, villain. in that movie. Yeah. yeah, great villain. One of the best villains. It's so good. He's so villainous that when he and, and Mad Mel are fighting on the battlefield, the rest of the soldiers who could presumably be, you know, fighting with them also, they're just like, Let's leave those guys alone. They should probably have a sword fight in the middle of the battlefield. Yeah, like ooh. Yeah, so these guys are doing their own thing. Yeah. Why, are, is, yeah, why are they so personal. mad at each other? Well, he like said some rude things and he killed some of his sons. Which one's the hot one? Heath Ledger? Yeah, that one. Okay, well let them fight. Yeah. Cool. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. <laughs> he has such a bright future. But yeah, those are good. What about you guys? Well, Jordan, how, how about you? What have you watched? Wait, did you say Little Jordan? Yeah, Little Jordan. How about you? <laughs> I did it, but I will now. <laughs> Little Jay? I watched uh, Boss Baby 2, which was uh, better than I thought it was going to be, okay. having not seen the first one. Uh, Black Widow, and I agree with uh, Alan. Um, first two thirds, a lot of fun. Uh, not a fan of the last part, but still, you know. It's whatever. Uh, Escape Room Part Two, uh, which I loved. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about this a little bit because I saw Escape Room Tournament of Champions also, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I also quite enjoyed it. I think it did its job. Yeah, it's more of of the same, but that's what I wanted, and uh, I, I actually enjoyed the second one more than the first one. Uh, I guess my only complaint is that. The characters are pretty much in the same place they were at the end of the first movie, and I wanted to know more about the company, and I didn't get it. But still, minor nitpick. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I think the... I would say they're about the same. I I don't have enough of a connection to either to be like, this one's incredibly much better than the other, but I do think the peak room is still that upside-down billiards room from from the first film. I think that's the best, like... They've got to play pool upside down? No, it's just the room is... It's just designed to be an upside-down version of a billiards bar, which I think is very clever mm. as far as production design goes. But all the rooms, I mean, that's the highlight of these films. It's the, seeing these escape rooms in action. I, like, I have I have no care for the bookend stuff around. Like, I care as far as, okay, that's where it goes or whatnot. But as far as, like, why I'm watching this movie, I I don't care about the overall story. I, I'm more invested in, yeah, I want to see cool rooms and see how they solve their way out of it. Like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. And the bank... The bank room in this one was uh, my favorite. I thought that was actually surprisingly dense. Yeah. Um, and what else have I seen? I think that's it, actually. That's it. That's all I've seen. All right. Abe, how about you? I uh, have not kept up with uh, Cool Hand Luke just yet. Um, so that's the update that's this week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I did watch all of, uh, I think you can leave now, season two. Uh, very good. Would recommend. Uh, the uh, that Bob Odenkirk one I've watched many times because <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> We're friends, you see. <laughs> you see it's, yeah, there's a lot of he's, he's all the cars. There's a lot of nuance in that one that I just keep watching for specific beats that he plays. <laughs> yeah, like the absurdity of Tim Tim uh, Robinson and just how non sequitur his brain works is kind of how mine works as well. So it's just I I love all of them, and I actually went back and watched a few of the. the system of, there's only like six episodes, but each one is very dense. I, but, I, um, and they're all because they're all 15 minute episodes, so that really yeah. I think helps as far as it's a quick like. If I wanted to like just get a fix of this, like I could do that really easily <laughs> watching the show. Yeah, somebody was interviewing Tim Robinson. They basically summed it up as 
your sketches are basically just the right amount of length for the the joke to hit and it doesn't last longer than it needs to and that would be an accurate way to describe it uh, so um and then i also watched uh, the, i skipped around i should say on the director's commentary for boyhood um on criterion collection uh, i was talking to aaron about a gang criterion collection subscription and um just for the streaming services because I want to watch a few films. And so it was on there and I skipped around on it. And uh, I, I, I want to just make particular attention, pay particular attention to the baseball scene game where Ethan Hawke and the kids are there. And I had read online at places that said that that was an incognito film thing where they just link later, just snuck in cameras, but on the, on the director's commentary and staff, he's got a lot of people there as well as like some actors um, he was just like, no, they're very kind. They just let us bring two cameras in. So we just recorded the the, um, the baseball game. So there he goes. That myth that myth dispelled. <laughs> it's a good track because it does it rotates as the film rotates in time. So it brings in the people that apply to the specific like vignettes that we see in. Boyhood, right. So. Yeah. They bring in like the jerk stepfather at one point. Too, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, this is he, he seems like such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Acting, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Acting. That it? Yeah, that was, that was all. all. All, right. all right, cool. I uh, I've seen a few things that I'll make note of. Uh, first up is the concluding chapter of the Fear Street trilogy that I've been making note of in the past few weeks. Here, this is part three, sixteen sixty six. For anyone that's kept up with these R.L. Stein Fear Street movie adaptations, whatever you want to call them. Uh, this one goes back in time to 1666, just like the other ones went back in time. Uh, it, I like, I, I haven't decided if I like this one or the second one the most, but I do like both of them quite a bit. Uh, like 94, I was fine on, if you recall this, these two, I was a much, I was, I was a bigger fan of, uh, six, this third one, it has some moves that I really appreciated as far as how it treats both this time period and how it wraps everything all together. I don't want to spoil too much, I guess, because there's just some neat surprises as far as what it does. But I, I enjoy I enjoyed this one. So is Mel Gibson. Uh huh. I um I I enjoyed where where things went and how it kind of concluded itself. So it's a it's a good little trilogy as far as a kind of a Netflix streamer goes. Uh, if I had a complaint, I have several, but like they're all longer than they need to be. Like you should all be like 90 ish minutes. And for whatever reason, they just get progressively longer. And it's like, okay, like, I feel like we could have tightened some of this up, but regardless for something to stream on Netflix for a horror trilogy, I enjoyed this quite a bit. So I recommend mm. it. Um, I saw pig, I saw it a few weeks ago, but it's finally out, but this is the Nicholas cage film um, where basically he is a truffle hunter. <laughs> uh, he, he has a truffle pig that helps him find, truffles and then he manufactures them and he sells them off uh, to alex wolf's character um something happens where the pig is taken and he is very upset by this nicholas cage absolutely not and so he goes into town in search of his pig uh the film it's well, for one thing it's very good and nicholas cage is so, this i mean this is as good as he's ever been like he's really good in this movie it, it's weird to have to say this is not some like crazy action revenge movie because nothing is indicated that except for people just saying that out loud. Like the marketing is entirely accurate as far as what kind of movie it is. It's a somber character study that's very introspective and very moody, but also very like art house in how it's presented. 
that's the movie you get. It reminded me a lot of You Were Never Really uh, You Were Never Really Here, actually, mm, um, which I I think is a I think that's the most apt movie you can describe uh, or you know use as a comparison point in terms of like how it's directed, how it's shot, what it's playing at, or what have you. But it's very good. Certainly, uh, it's certainly dark. Um, not brutally violent, but there's certainly like elements in there. But it's it's a solid movie for sure. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Um, another one, The Empty Man. Have you, have you, Jordan, have you seen The Empty Man? I saw it. Yeah, I liked it. This one came out, this was like, so it, it was dumped into theaters last October by Fox, Disney, whatever. Like, it was originally a Fox movie, then, it, you know, things happened and whatnot, so it just kind of got, like, dumped out there. I didn't know, you know, when it was coming out originally, I was like, what is this thing that's, like, happened to come out? And it kind of came and went, and it got, like, whatever reviews at the time. But since it, like, kind of started getting on streaming and whatnot, there's been this, like, kind of rabid fan base that's forming around The Empty Man. Uh, so I wanted to check it out. So I finally saw this movie, which premiered on HBO Max, coincidentally, the day that I was going to actually watch it. So it worked out. Uh, but it is, it is a two-hour and 17-minute horror movie focused on... It's hard to get into without either going too deep or wanting to spoil anything, but basically, uh, James Badgedale, a character actor that I quite like, he stars as this detective who's looking for a missing girl. Uh, there are things involving a kind of urban legend slash curse, possibly cults, possibly something supernatural, but that leads us up to discovery as far as 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 long as we follow the movie. It's it's quite good. Like not all of it works, but for a two hour and seventeen minute movie. It has a lot of ambition. It's certainly going for something. The director involved, like he certainly has a vision for what this is supposed to be, and I enjoyed it. Like there's a there's like a 20 minute opening that basically plays as its own short film that was really good. Like I, like it set it set the movie up so well that by the time we get to James Badge Dale's character, I'm like okay, I'm into this, and like it gets a little meandery in the middle because it's so long. But by the end of it, I'm like this is pretty cool. I dug this. Jordan, you liked it too. Yeah, it never reaches the heights of the beginning, like the uh-huh. creepiness. But yeah, like you said, it's very ambitious and it's crazy towards the end. Like uh, good on the marketing for not giving away what it is uh-huh. because the trailer seemed like just a, a C-grade horror film. Yeah, it and looked like some like random Screen Gems movie or something, but it's like, this is better than that. A lot to this movie. Um, and I've seen it once. I want to see it again. The only problem is, like you said, it's two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah. And I just don't have the time to watch that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really well done. It is. Um, and not all of it works. And it is meandering. Um, but there's so much that's like genuinely fantastic in it. There's a small role for Steven Root where he comes in for like a scene. And he's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's like he comes in and just knocks it out of the park. I was like, this is great. Uh, there are moments where James Badgerdale is seeing something, and as an audience, I'm watching this thinking, he's got to get the fuck out of there. And then he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. He's like, this screenplay knows what I'm talking about. It's, like, it's, it's got some moves where I was really like, it knows what it's doing just enough for the most part. So, uh, yeah, it's on HBO Max now. I, I, I can see why it has a fan base. Like, it's it did a lot more than I expected it to, you know, from that initial, like, dumping that it had. Um, let's see. Uh, two more things, real quick. Uh, first up is Let Him Go. This is that Diane Lane, Kevin Costner movie where they don't play the parents of Superman and instead they play um, a Western couple in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I guess, it's like a, a like a revenge Western, like a neo Western. 
I thought it was fine. I know there's been some good praise about that one. As people know, I'm not a big Costner fan, but as far as like older Costner and whatever, like it, it's it's okay. Like it, it has some really tense moments that I was actually a big fan of as far as how it accomplishes things. So yeah, it was on HBO Max also. I'm like, I guess I'll watch this since it came out and it got good reviews. <laughs> it's out there. HBO yeah, Max, guys, not a sponsor. <laughs> no, yeah. And the last and thing... yet we do free ads. Yep. The last thing I'll mention, uh, Deep Cover, a movie I just reviewed for Weiss of Blue. It has a new Criterion uh, Blu-ray release. This is a Bill Duke-directed film starring Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum from the 90s, from 92. It's a kind of a neo-noir cop thriller. Uh, it's really good, and I just want to throw that out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a really solid... Uh, 90s cop drama among others of that time like what king of new york and um new jack city and whatnot this is i i really like this movie a lot and i was really happy that criterion's like why not and put out this movie and uh, it's great <laughs> and it's great to watch um yeah, you know, I've, I've never i just picked it up you're in for a treat <laughs> it's a really good movie yeah. and bill duke has like some real style like it's a very stylish movie like so i was i was really impressed by uh just like rewatching like i, I saw it like a long time ago i haven't seen it in years but watching it now, i was like this movie's got some moves like this is like really directed so yeah just into it all the way okay that's that a quick we had to go over it <laughs> and not about to get lighter here because we got trailer talk now where we're going to talk about one of the news movie trailers one's coming out what we thought of it what have you uh we're doing something that we did a couple weeks ago when we talked about uh, luca where we bring together a few animated movies since we're talking about a fairly animated film this week uh we're going to talk about some animated trailers i'm going to bring them all right now and then we're going to kind of go over which one excites us the most so this week we have three movies we have encanto uh this is a what seems to be Colombian X-Men with songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> uh, it's coming from Disney in November. We have Turning Red. Uh, this is where a 13-year-old Canadian girl can hulk out into a giant red panda. It's from the director of Bao, the Oscar-winning Pixar short. And this is from Pixar. That comes out next March. And then we have Rumble. This is set in a world where giant kaiju are wrestling superstars, and you have Will Arnett as the voice of an underdog monster who wants to go the distance. This is from Paramount Animation, and it's coming in February next year. So between those three, Jordan, let's start with you. What, what, which of these are you the most interested in? Encanto. Uh, that seems the most <laughs> vibrant, the most full of life. Uh, I, I can't wait for that. Um, and as a huge fan of uh, Miranda, uh, it's it's at the top of my list. All right, Alan, how about you? Which what are you, which intrigues you the most? Um, I'm sick and tired of Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> so Encanto <laughs> is at the bottom of my list with his cringy bullshit Puerto Ricanness. I'm just gonna get rid of. I just don't want to. Like Hamilton's masterpiece, and I'm gonna give it to him. But I watched it in the Heights, and I fucking hated it. And I just don't. I just don't like him. I just think he's full of shit. And I just don't. I just don't like him. But uh, probably Rumble. I don't know. I'm a wrestling fan. Why not? Right. <laughs> like just, uh, turning red looked fun. But but you know what? Fuck Lin Manuel. I can't stand him. <laughs> hey, hey, what about you? <laughs> Mixed bag. We're all uh, we're all different here. I'm gonna go with um, Pixar's Turning Red. Uh, big uh-huh. fan of uh, that short bow, but also just the the general concept reminds me of Rama One Half. Um, obviously, maybe without magic hot springs, but um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of people um, 
uh, turning into uh, furry animals, uh, and then maybe even have some uh, funny hijinks along the way with their parents. Yeah, this... This this was tougher than I thought it would be to decide between these, because um, you know I you know me I like I like my uh, big monsters and everything and this so it, yeah and so it also it already narrowed it down to two uh, by that logic, um, but yeah I mean obviously <laughs> I'm trying not to think, focus on the brand aspect it's like it's Pixar why wouldn't I versus Paramount Animation which to be fair has had its share of hits. Uh, but I still think I'm leaning turning red. Yeah. I, I, I mainly because I, I watching the trailer is like, where is this going? As she's like, this girl's embarrassed in glass is like, oh, she turns into a giant panda. That's not the thing that I saw happening. As I, as I tried to blindly approach this trailer as much as I could. So, and they're like blasting Backstreet Boys on the soundtrack is like, oh, this got some moves. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. a thing. That's, that's, that's funny. Good for them. <laughs> Indeed. But no, I, I, I'm very curious what, what this is going to be. Uh, you know, obviously being a Pixar film, it's like, well, there's going to be some strong family attachment going on that'll lead to like emotional levels or whatnot. But no, I, uh, I'm interested. Um, well, now Alan hates me. Like, <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't hate you. I just think you, 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 listen, you just bought into his bullshit. It's not a big deal. There's, there's a mark for it. I get it. I get it. It's you can't. I just can't stand it. No, I hear you. I think I can't stand the narrative around him. Like, well, he he like really brought Puerto Ricanness into the mainstream. No, he no he didn't. Ricky <laughs> Martin did. Jennifer Lopez did. Stop, stop. He's not anything. He's not no. Stop. And like Washington Heights. No, thank you. They're black people that live there, and Dominicans are black. They lost me the second that this white motherfucker named Ramos was like, yeah, I want to go back to the Dominican. Bitch, you're wrong. That is not correct. You are not Dominican. You said Puerto Rican. I'm like, I'm fine. I buy it. Lemon was a rich kid. He didn't fucking live in Washington Heights. I'm sorry. Washington Heights. I just don't like Lemon. I just don't like him. Don't like him. And I was a big fan of Hamilton. It was my top spotify thing last year now i'm like i can't stand this fucker i can't do it yeah well i'm looking forward to encanto not as much as the other ones obviously. <laughs> I, 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 I think really real miranda has done well by me as far as the stuff he's produced that i've enjoyed and uh, you got you oh, know good for you this movie has wilbur valderrama <laughs> in it so automatically that's a plus right there um you know hot off his voice work in, in um, onward he's coming back to onward, yeah. more, as know. like the uh the burger king dad yeah as burger king dad exactly yeah <laughs> If then this one, Alan, this one's set in Colombia. Oh, okay. With Sofia Vergara in it? Did they actually cast Colombians, or are they just going to throw in whatever Mexicans they think are going to fit in there? Well, let's see. The lead, whatever is, Latinos the lead character is um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Stephanie Beatrice, who is in uh, the Heights. Yeah. Who I believe is Argentinian, so, you know, it's close to Colombia. <laughs> it's close to the same <laughs> continent. Why not? Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And Hollywood brown is brown. It's fine. <laughs> It's interchangeable. It's not a big deal. <laughs> We're all different kinds. All, all Latinos are different kinds of Mexicans. Colombians are coffee Mexicans. Cubans are Caribbean Mexicans. Don't worry about it. Well, Rumble has Will Arnett, and that's fine. I'm going to bring like, Alan you know, on when, <laughs> when uh, this movie comes out here. Rumble's about <laughs> wrestling, uh, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling monsters. That's, that's neat, right? Like, you watch that trailer, and you're like, oh, I like wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's based on a comic book. No, I like... What? I, I'm talking all this shit, but I'm still going to see Encanto in the theater. It's like, I'm, like, I'm still going to go. He's still going to be on the podcast and talk all about it. Yeah. He's still, still going to be here. paid to go see In the Heights. So He's going to be grudgingly watching, but we'll Venmo him. It, it doesn't matter. Hey, wait, did you ask about Rumble? 
Who's voice? Who's the main voice? Uh, Will, for Will, the Arn- guy? Will Arnett is the main. Voice Will the Arnett, guy. got it. The um, Batman the, himself. The like his the trainer is Geraldine, uh, Viswa Nathan, uh, Terry Crews is in it. Uh, Fred Melvin, Charles Barkley. <laughs> That's quite the cast. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Will Arnett is also the uh, main character in Encanto, so that should <laughs> oh, that works. Love it. It. Yeah, there oh, you go. That makes sense. It'd be a toss-up for you, Alan. Oh, great. I mean, oh, okay. I love Lego Masters, so why not? Let's bring him on and <laughs> yeah. do everything. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he has a Disney relationship. He was in, of course, uh, The Secret World of Arietti, so it all it all tracks. As yeah, uh, because... Rick's third dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> it feels like Alan's made his thoughts pretty clear on can <laughs> you blame him? The film, the film arrives uh, in the. I'm sorry, I thought you wanted someone that actually had an opinion about something. Oh, is that a big deal? Did I not say that you had opinions? Like, listen, I just don't like the dude. It's not a big deal. I'm still gonna no. watch his shit. Hey, I, I mentioned this like on our uh, in the. Which of us like, said you were wrong? Not, I feel like none of us nobody, disagree nobody, with nobody. you. <laughs> listen, I want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I get that you're all you psyched up him? right now. You, you just you just watch wrestling and you're psyched to talk about Space Jam. But um, I just I'm, I'm happy to hear your honest opinions. Yeah, that's it. Outside, Joe, let me ask you. And Jordan, feel free to chime in too, since it's the one you picked. <laughs> Outside of the there are songs by this Mad Factor. The does the idea of Colombian X Men, which seems to be the the advertisement of this film, does that intrigue you at all? I'm into ladies with muscles. So I'm like, yeah, I probably want to go see that. <laughs> She's strong. Yeah, that woman was lifting two pianos. Ed. Yes, I love watching a Disney Pixar movie and going, that, I want that character to step on my neck. Just Disney, though. Oh, it's Disney. Is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jordan, is the, the, the special powers aspect of this, is that, does that need to? Oh, yeah. Looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it does look vibrant. It looks good. <laughs> Oh wait! I do. Yeah, I like how it looks color. It's from the directors of a Zootopia, which I'm a big, yeah, it looks great. I'm a big fan of. Like, and it's got a person that shapeshifts. That's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Encanto does hit theaters uh, November 24th. Uh, Turning Red hits theaters um, March 11th, and Rumble is uh, February 18th. So, there you go. Plenty of animated films coming down the pike. All right, enough stalling. Let's do it. Let's get to our main review for. Space Jam, colon, A New Legacy. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Dom? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. What is this? Ah! I'm a cartoon? What's up, Doc? I need to assemble an elite team to help give my son back. I know what you're looking for. A dream team. Mom, shoot the ball. Let's try that again, shall we? James. Welcome to the Space Jam. That should have been some of the trailer for Space Jam: Going a New Legacy. 
Like it or not, 1996's Space Jam was enough of a success to get a lot of ideas going for a sequel. Michael Jordan wasn't going to return, but WB kicked around a lot of ideas that included, and these are real, Race Jam with Jeff Gordon, Golf Jam with Tiger Woods, Skate Jam with Tony Hawk, and Spy Jam with Jackie Chan. Years, done it. Years, Those last two were amazing. Years later, following his well-received turn in the film train wreck and back-to-back championship wins with the Miami Heat, specifically, LeBron James was announced to be leading a sequel, which would be produced by Ryan Coogler. Cutting ties of the original film, this new legacy finds LeBron dealing with a computer algorithm in the form of Don Cheadle, who challenges Don Le, LeBron to a game. He's gonna challenge Don. Who challenges LeBron to a game in a battle over his son after being sucked into the serververse, a world where all of WB's IPs live. To win, LeBron will have to team up with the Looney Tunes for a game of basketball in a much crazier video game version of the sport King James has been so successful in. Alan. Ooh, yes. What have been your thoughts? What were your thoughts on Space Jam back in '96, and where are you with this new thing? I didn't like. I didn't care for it in '96 because um, sports scared me because I was fat, so I didn't really want to participate. And I was also like, I only wanted to participate in wrestling. Like it's the only thing I understood. Basketball was like this is boring. So I didn't really care. I liked Looney Tunes, and then I watched it. and I was like, this is fine. I don't really care. But I like the new one actually. <laughs> like, well, let me let me put it in perspective. I went in to watch it, and I was like, this is going to be bad. And I sat down, and I had a great time for the first two acts of it. And then the basketball team dragged on too, dragged on too long. But I kind of love this movie because it's clear that they still kept a lot of the references from the 90s in this because they're like, we don't need to change that. It doesn't matter. And it's just it's, – it's, it's bad, but it's, it's, it's made for kids. And it's fun, I guess. If you're in, I don't know, it's a movie made for millennial parents to bring their kids so everybody can laugh and enjoy Looney Tunes nonsense. If LeBron James wasn't in it, it would have been a much better movie. <laughs> like straight up, he was so, the worst part of the movie. So you're saying if they just played a Looney Tunes cartoon, it would have been a better movie. Yes, <laughs> if they just gave me Looney Tunes, A New Legacy, I would have been cool with it. But here's the other thing. If you're going to spend millions upon millions of dollars for this movie... You couldn't find voice actors that actually kind of sounded like Bugs Bunny and Donald <laughs> Duck because these voice actors Daffy. were not Daffy. Yes, yes, I get my IP confused like they did in the movie. So a lot of these guys, like <laughs> I, I, I don't know, understand any of these voices. That's not Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny doesn't sound like that. Am I crazy? Was I crazy? Like no, thinking that's that? Yeah, about. I mean, I noticed some weird things too, but I kind of just figured it was like the current version of that voice actor. Yeah, but they could be. You know, base it off of the original guy. I don't know. Dizzy does it. Mickey currently sounds like Mickey. This is true. This is true. Bugs? Like, who the fuck is this? Lowercase Bugs? What is this? <laughs> this is why they don't let characters talk at theme parks, because then you're going to be like, that doesn't sound like them. I'll just say, yeah, that this, guy's drunk. I'll just say, this is the guy that's been doing Bugs since Mel Blanc died. I'll just throw that out there. But, huh? Well, then he should have got better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jordan, we're. <laughs> Where where are you at with uh, Space Jam? Are you are you a fan of the the sequel or sorry the first the first film in this legacy sequel? No, I'm not. Um, I saw it in theaters and kind of like Alan, I just didn't care about it. And I recently rewatched. Well, I bought it on 4K. I'm gonna have to <laughs> the best quality possible. Um, and I turned it off after 40 minutes and I sold it on OfferUp. Um. And then this new movie, you know, its biggest offense 
an hour and 55 <laughs> minutes. When I turned on, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how is this any longer than the original? And if it were 80, 90 minutes, it would still be awful, but I would be okay with it. <laughs> you yeah, it's it. long. It's long. Great. And you know what? I thought it was, I thought it fucking sucked. But if it were 90 minutes, <laughs> I, I would have been so okay with that. Like, it's exactly what I was expecting. Uh, it's three-fourths it, an empty man. And uh, and it gets worse. Okay, I thought Don Cheadle in his first scene was really good. But I felt that as the movie went on, he got worse and worse. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you guys. And you may roll your eyes, and I may be thinking too much about this. So in the first Space Jam, uh, Michael Jordan is pulled into, like, Hollow Earth, and that's where he meets... Exactly, that's like, where it is, Hollow Earth. Yes, yes. Yeah. This one, right, he's pulled into the digital world. The so they're... Oh, gosh, shut up. Uh, so, so they're <laughs> completely different versions of the characters. It's not like the Muppets, where they're the same characters, you know, give or take, throughout the films. These are completely different, right? Well, yeah, because we see a poster yeah. of Space Jam in the serververse, so Space Jam exists in the oh. world of Space Jam: A New Legacy. Okay. Well, I'm no, in that. Space Jam: A New Legacy, Space Jam is a movie. No, I'm saying, uh, yeah, Space that's Jam: what I mean. A New Legacy. That's is what I mean. A real yes. thing. The, yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. The movie of Space Jam exists as a movie that was made called Space Jam in the world of Space Jam: A New Legacy. So, oh, this, yeah. so this is okay. technically not a sequel. This is just a coincidence that there's another movie called Space Jam made by Warner Brothers featuring Looney Tunes. And it, it gave me um, hints of like The Hobbit, where it's so long, and when it's when it's over, I'm like, how is that three hours? And I still barely know any of these Hobbits. At the end of this movie, I thought I, I feel like we really didn't get enough of the Looney Tunes characters. Um, and the only attachment was from just what I know from the cartoons. Uh, yeah. But if it were just its own, like, original movie, I'd be like, who the hell are these cartoons? I don't know them at all. Um, and I actually thought the best, the funniest moment for me was um, probably the least expensive when uh, <laughs> it's a great bit with a security guard. Um, <laughs> and then pulls up and there's a whole like back and forth of well, who, who who was the 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 guy who was trying to tell the security guard to 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 stall the wife or something like he's that the manager. Oh, yeah, i think it was the manager yeah friend manager that's like the only time in the movie where where uh where i laughed um but you know it's for kids so you know it's not for me i didn't like it i thought it was harmlessly lazy um that's what they call me in high school it was great harmlessly lazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. hl hl aguilera yeah. that's what we said good summer, hl lebron the whole thing with the son wanted to be video games and lebron wanted to play basketball and i was like who, who cares um Bored. yeah or then it pays off at the end the kid's like i'm gonna keep the basketball i was like can i just turn this off now um <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I just didn't care about it. The only thing I cared about was that it was almost two hours long, and it wasted an extra half hour of my life that I did not anticipate when I initially turned it on. Um, uh, I also thought it was kind of weird that he was really okay 
with uh, seeing these cartoons, well, at least in the first. Let, let's get back to this. Let, let, let the, let's the rest of us go. We can get into this more. But I, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Abe, where are you with Space Jam? Space Jam, the original, I didn't see until maybe like five years ago. Uh, Impressive, because, because you like basketball yes, maybe know, the most yeah. of all of us. <laughs> Considering that I love Michael Jordan and I love movies from the 90s, I, I don't know what else. But, um, you know, I, I've said it before, it, it's a very breezy movie. It is very quick. Jordan has been um, uh, basically remarking that the first one is noticeably shorter than this this new one. But with the second one, I would agree with like most of what Jordan is saying in terms of it's a movie for kids, and those kids are probably going to enjoy it. And if you're a LeBron fan, you're really going to enjoy it because you get to see LeBron James – uh, doing more than he did in Trainwreck or in something else. With all that being said, there are elements of this movie where I was just like, why is this even a full-length picture? Like, this isn't really a movie that I would say has really anything to tell you. Like, it, there's not a whole lot here in terms of a father-son plot. Um, he just want to go to basketball camp, and he also is a really good coder, right? But when I first uh, was approached with uh, him going into the Looney Tunes world, I was like, hey, this is great. This could have been a great, like, one-minute commercial for Warner Brothers and LeBron James. That's saying, like the first Space Jam. Warner <laughs> yeah, Which was yeah, a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It was yeah. a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, you could have, yeah it would have been worked great as a Super Bowl commercial and then, like, just tease you with, like, a 30-minute uh, uh, animated clip. But as the movie goes on here, I think John 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 Cheadle. You did Don too. Che- <laughs> Don, Don, Don Cheadle. I was so relieved when he was on the screen because the acting is way better than anybody on the screen. And I was like, oh, cool. There's like a breath of fresh air here. Uh, Alan had mentioned that I think LeBron James is the weakest link in this movie. It's it's a weird thing because I, it's not to say I tried to compare the two, like Space Jam 96, 98, um, to this one. But it was just that Michael Jordan has a really – he has like good facial acting expressions in it. He he's they're basically essentially the same movie, right? It's the yeah. same beginning, it's the same middle, it's the same premise, the same ending. However, this one doesn't really take the time to say like this is my largest nitpick. Not enough other basketball players in this, like in their human forms, so that I could be like, oh cool, LeBron actually tried to bring you know Clay Thompson into the movie on his team, or he tried to bring. Um, all these other superstars to the to the table um, because it doesn't make any sense when Bugs is just like, let me go find all of my friends because I've done this before and uh, let's just go in and you can you're going to agree with this. It's going to be great, Brian. But again, it's a kid's movie. I'm sure it's great for kids, but as an adult, it doesn't really bring anything. I was kind of annoyed by some of the some of the the uh, the aspects of the movie, um, just the basketball scene that I think, Alan, you talked about this. The game is just really long. Like it's too long. Way man. too long. It starts and an hour in, so you have almost an hour of basketball in this movie. That is so. I thought it was like. I, che- I checked the runtime when it happened. The, wow. The, the move, you're you're an hour into the movie, which means that the yeah. rest of the they, as, Al, as both, Alan you pointed out, or as Jordan you pointed out, the 115 minute movie is it's half of it is at least basketball. Yeah, and and they go back and forth with other characters too because they have to like include the family for whatever reason, but. I just thought that that was just a huge drag out because it really loses momentum 
And then, you know, it's not even like a regular score, too. And I'm not talking about like the aspects of how you score the game. More just like Michael Jordan had to come back from like 50 points down to get to 99 points or whatever. This is like a thousand points that they have to make up for in like 10 power ups, man. The power ups. Yeah, yeah. So that's where like the game design comes into play. But just more of, well, that just seems ridiculous. Of course, he's going to make it then, you know, so. But anyway, I I, I don't really uh, again, I think if it was a movie for kids where it's like, hey, the moral is you should follow your dreams and drink water. Um, I don't really know if this one's just like, hey, man, your dad could be LeBron James and he wants you to do things, but also like live your own life because you get it. You're 12. Um, whatever. Yeah. How about you? How, the moral of this story is to tell your parents to go fuck themselves. That's what it is. <laughs> tell them to go fuck off. That's it. Because they don't know any better than you. You're 12. You're fine. <laughs> Aaron, also, where, where were you with this? This, game, this movie is an hour and 55 minutes and it has Very one fun. game in it. And remember, the Titans has a whole season and it's an hour and 53 minutes. Friday Night Lights, a whole season as well. Dead, <laughs> done. Done. Doesn't matter. Their hearts. Right. Can't right, lose. Sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Um, I'm going to throw out this, this, um, this movies for kids argument right now, because that's a bunch of bullshit. You got good movies that come out for kids that they can see instead of this easily. This year alone, you have Mitchell's vs. the Machines, Luca, Peter Rabbit 2, Ryan the Last Dragon. No, there's no reason kids should be like, I should watch any movie because it doesn't matter, I'm a child. There are good movies that kids can watch, so I, that means nothing to me that this is for kids. There are, there are good movies kids can watch. They don't have to watch bad ones. This is a very bad one. This movie's awful. Um, I, I might think that I, I might believe that I was one of the ones, not necessarily the most excited, but certainly the most like acceptable, accepting of the fact that this existed. It's like, yeah, why not? Another Space Jam makes sense. Probably should have been two more Space Jams by now, but whatever. I, I, this, this movie makes every bad choice it can, it seems. Like every, every time it gets to like a fork in the road where it's like, we can make a good movie or a bad movie. It chooses bad movie. Like I, I was so surprised because I was willing to give so much benefit of the doubt. There's a lot of good things involved in this. Uh, you have Kugler producing. You have Malcolm D. Lee, who I I, I tend I like more of his films than I don't. I the general concept of Space Jam, even with this new thing of like reading all this IP, there's a way to do that that I think works. The problem is beyond the fact that it makes bad choices, it doesn't know how to do anything that isn't more than just a shameless plug. That shouldn't normally be a problem, but the movie has so many opportunities to do something with any of the choices it's making, and it does none of them. It could be a, you know, a fun self-aware thing that pokes fun at a lot of this stuff, but it doesn't do that. It could poke fun at LeBron James, which the first Space Jam did. It poked fun at Michael Jordan. This one doesn't. It lionizes him. It takes. It makes him the the best guy who just has a couple things he has to get over. And it's like, what's the point of this? Especially when LeBron is terrible in this which is a shame yeah. because he's really good in train wreck this is all this is this is not asking more of him it's maybe asking more of him in terms of scripting but in terms of delivery it's giving a lot less of what lebron is clearly capable of doing because he's legit good in train wreck he's a lot of fun he gets a lot so like the writing there or the direction any number of things that worked well in his favor there where it does not work here because this is just he's so bad at, like and i don't I get, you know, he's an athlete, he's not a trained actor, but it's like, I've seen him do stuff, I've seen him be charismatic, but none of this works. Like, he's just bad. And, <laughs> I mean, boy, uh, this movie is super no, long. keep layering it on, man, it, layer it it's on. A, it's a super long no, go movie. Go on, go on, let's do it. It, take, yeah, I love it. it. it takes 30 minutes before Bugs Bunny, the co-star of this movie, shows up. 
Like, what are we doing? Like, what's happening in this where it takes that long for Looney Tunes characters to show up in the movie about Looney Tunes? Like, it's such a long, like, it's such a long walk to get through this boring plot about this father and son stuff that's like, I get what you want to do, but if you're giving me LeBron acting, you're not getting me there already. And you're taking like 14 steps when you should take one to like just basically set up this. The kid has things and the Brad dad has things. You can do that very quickly. This movie does not do it quickly at all. It takes its time and it's like, why? Then by the time we get to the Looney Tunes, I hear you as far as like the voice act, it just seems like off. But even beyond that, it just doesn't feel like Looney Tunes for like a while. It feels like there's just something like a disconnect and it doesn't make up for it by having clever gags involving Warner Brothers IP either. Like, I could give or take, like, the the Muppets voices in those movies, because I think those movies are legit clever. Like, those are fun, those recent Muppet movies. Like, even if they don't sound exactly like Kermit or whatever, I'm fine yeah, because no, at, least yes, the, at, least, at least the writing serves them. The antics feel like Muppet antics. This just doesn't feel like Looney. Like, it just feels off in every way. And it's like, why? Wait, did, you guys, did you guys catch Bugs' catchphrase? I don't think they said it a lot in this He movie. says, what's up, Doc? Because he says, what's up, Doc? Uh, I'm joking. He says it like 65,000 oh, okay, times. Okay, yeah, I got it. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> every chance he gets, it's what's up, Doc. Like, but it's, I fucking get it. But, so it's just, God, th- this whole thing just feels like a giant missed opportunity every step it takes. It's all the IP stuff. Like, there's again, there's ways to do that. There's ways to make that, like, fun or interesting. Instead, it just feels like a giant distraction. Watching that game, which, yes, is interminable, it's it was like I was so not focused on the game because I hated how they did basketball because just there's no stakes there. Like, they made this video game version of it where I get that it's, like, a big thing. You want to, like, go bigger and make it different or whatnot to stand out, but it's, like, not, there's no stakes here. Like, it's just points add up because they need to and somebody has to win because that's what the plot requires but there's no like suspense in any of this because you're not thinking lebron's gonna die in a video game at any point you're just thinking okay eventually he'll win but even beyond that watching this game it's so crowded with this like these ip things in the background and the game is so like needlessly long and not that exciting to watch from a comedic or an action level I'm just starting to stare in the background and, like, looking at all these extras. And the extras are really extra. Guys, <laughs> like, they're giving it their yeah, all yeah. with no real rhyme or reason. They're just, like, yeah, they, acting. They literally as... told people to, like, cosplay as your favorite yeah, character. Yeah, and just, like, raise your hand while, every now and then. Yeah. And it's, like, it's really distracting. Like, it's, it's really, like, I keep, it's, like. It, it also hurts that, you know, they, Don Cheadle stays in one position in the entire game. Yeah, so, so you you're always seeing, seeing that flying monkey. Yeah, flying monkey the weird and, mr freeze pennywise. Thing, pennywise the droogs from clockwork orange a favorite kids movie uh, like all these things are just there and it's just oh god i i i i was really struggling with this one like i want i was so like ready to be like yeah all right this could be harmless fun it's not that it's bad it's really really bad it makes the first space jam which i think is fine it makes that look like who framed roger rabbit by comparison like this is just terrible it's a terrible movie. <laughs> well, the, the, I mean, we've all mentioned this, but like the greatest uh, thing about the first Space Jam is very short. It, <laughs> it's, like, it's an asset, that's for sure. In and out. Very short. And like again, by the time that you meet Bill Murray, you're halfway through the movie. <laughs> you're more than no, it's almost over. You're like, he's at the very, he's at the end. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know they steal Michael Jordan's shoes and the game starts and then the game ends. So, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, wow. That that was uh, the most uh, that I've heard from Aaron on that plane in a, a while, in a long time. <laughs> it's, I mean, we don't review movies that often that are this terrible. 
Like I'll see movies and quickies that I think are. Oh, you know, I mean, there's some bad movies. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not bad movies, but this is a this is a really bad movie. <laughs> like, this, is, this is not good. Uh, it, oh, God, why is the basketball game so long? <laughs> like it's it takes forever to get through it. And uh, like okay, did you, okay, was there anything exciting about this game? Did you guys like like the thing like the bits they were doing? No. No, not really. I mean, they kind of just don't make any sense at all. Like, oh, now there's a power up, you know, at the last second of the game, I guess. It just, it didn't, I get what they, like, is they brought, like, it's the Suns game that they made into the game that they play. Like, that's clever to a point as far as they establish this, so let's do something with it. But it's like, the point system, like, I shouldn't be hung up about the rules of this thing. But you can't like make a movie where like there's a thousand point lead and just like it's nothing like it just doesn't mean anything there's it's so like abstract yeah. at that point it's like the idea of them coming back it's like well they have to right because the yeah. plot will require them to like there's no there's no drama in any of this and as far as yeah. i know most of basketball well, no, most, you know, most of basketball is on tnt son. which they and they know drama so like what am i getting out of this <laughs> <laughs> with Lil Rel. Um, Jordan, I have a question for you specifically. In a pitch meeting, if the talent says this is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, um, how does the how do the execs and how do you take that? If if I if I pitched this? <laughs> no, if it, if you pitch it to a talent, some idea, you're just like, hey man, we've got a great idea for you, and the talent's just like, This is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Uh, would you just be like, get the fuck out of my face? No, I would punish humanity. I would <laughs> Kidnap that person, put them in a digital game, and threaten to trap all of their fans. Obviously, Mister Mister Warner's the one that made algorithm. Listen, the villain's motives were very much clear to me, and like I made sense. I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. He's rude. That makes he sense. Yeah, he's he, he's rude. I understand. The I'm villain tr- made the most sense. I'm trying not to. It. I'm trying not to. Again, yeah, Don Cheadle, probably my favorite thing about this movie. I'm trying not to. He's 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 fine, but he's not my favorite thing about this movie. I'm tr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. What is your favorite thing about this movie, Aaron? You can't say when it ends. It's no, because I I don't do that. Um, no, my favorite. <laughs> I I think okay, good. I think the appearance by Michael Jordan in this movie, however it happens, mm-hmm. I think is funny. And yeah. And when little when little when Lil Rel Howery showed up as the co-announcer with Ernie Johnson, I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like I, that's that 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 made me laugh that he's playing himself and that he's the co-announcer for this movie. Especially because I'm like, he's the star of Uncle Drew. That's funny. He gets to just do basketball movies apparently. But um, that like there's little bits like that that like kind of work, but like it's in a sea of suck for the most part. Like early on too, with like what Sarah yeah. Silverman and then Stephen Yun are like executives at Warner Brothers. It's like that's yeah, random for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. But and that's like, secu- you mentioned you know, that security like... guard sequence. That that that's funny too. That little bit that's there. Yeah. yeah. Well, but the final game, on top of there being no stakes, the Looney Tunes don't even do their antics until like the second half of the game. Um. So all like the crazy shenanigans in the trailer, they don't even do for half the game. Um. Mm-hmm. And like if if you know that cheating is involved, like why wouldn't they just like throw all their their wackiness out? Um, if nothing, then just for the the audience to have something to smile so that, at. So that's the problem too. The big thing, I mean, LeBron sucks in this movie, but it's also like it's not it's making him suck. Like it, the script is designed for him to be like an asshole. Like he's. <laughs> he's playing this like tough he's dad yeah i'm being a little harsh with asshole but he's like he's being he's a killjoy you're right he's a kill like he's not 
it I'm not saying like he needs to be like crazy and wild like Bugs Bunny because that's not going to help either. Like Bugs but like the Looney Tunes need to be Looney Tunes. He needs to be like somewhat of the straight man. But the it anchors him right away to being this guy who's like a taskmaster. No no Black Widow pun intended. And mm-hmm. he, and so for like the most part he has to like find himself being like fun with the rest of the gang and that's just not fun to watch when you have 30 minutes of setup and it's all about LeBron not having fun. <laughs> like it's just it's annoying. Is it's like right. he he plays he's especially when you again you have LeBron who's not a good actor trying to do this, and the and if you, you want to get really down to what the problem is the the issue of I have of this story and the choices they're making for LeBron it's remaking Hook and you know I don't like Hook so I don't want to see another <laughs> version of it like, they they were specifically trying to target you Aaron they're I, like you I know don't, what <laughs> I don't want to see another movie that's going off the back of Hook like that doesn't make it better. And that's you know you what's have. weird about that is like Hook actually has more of a story though of just being like, hey, look, go through all these trials and tribulations and realize that you are a fun dad. Yeah, I mean Hook's terrible also, but yes, it's 30 minutes longer than this movie, so it has a lot of time to flesh out how terrible it is. But this movie, I mean, it, it's giving you, it's giving you, uh, yeah, like sad sack version of the hero, which is Peter Pan and Hook and LeBron here versus like the son who wants to do his own thing and he gets seduced by the bad guy, which is exactly Hook. So like, <laughs> this is the plot of this movie? No, thank you. Like that's not winning me over at all but yes it's also doing it in this weird abridged way yet somehow still feels interminably long so it's like god this this is this is a stretch can't win no i just can't win you're also right about the other players abe like they have villain characters in this and that is like an aspect of the first one that i enjoy well enough the monstars and how where that comes from i think my my highlight of that first film is the whole montage of charles barkley and and company like not having a not having their powers and they're playing basketball jones on the soundtrack like that's funny like that's good stuff this movie you don't get any of that you don't get any chance to like explore who these other you know basketball players that are presumably popular now and you'd want to see them on a big screen they get like next to nothing to do you have like what one scene where all of them are together in the basketball arena and that's it right and then like the sun just turns them into like crazy monster versions of themselves and they have no personality beyond their gimmick one turns into like fire and water one's a spider one's a snake okay one's a clock stopper or something yeah (laughs) i mean it's all part of like their nicknames on the court which i which i get but it's like it doesn't do anything with that beyond just visualize that in elaborate special effects that mean nothing to me (laughs) yeah i mean the other aspect about that is that when you have these villains they're like the the boys technology the sun's technology is that anybody who has a phone uh i can make a clone of right cool you've also like upgraded yourself like your video game self to be like a hundred and everything why couldn't you just like brought like michael jordan back and a hundred percent him with everything or even with dame lillard clay thompson anthony uh uh anthony oh, i forget his last anthony name davis. anthony uh davis yeah it's like yeah, why don't you just like boost all their abilities up like this this is the flaw is within itself that the call is coming from inside the house it it makes a lot of choices that are just <laughs> just the wrong one just the yeah, yeah just the wrong one you know at every every turn almost and well, the, i think the uh, big it, problem with no. this is i i think i think the problem with this is that between lebron and michael jordan they're both incredible athletes but michael jordan is charming yes yeah where i think that lebron lacks that unless he has someone to bounce off of and he honestly doesn't really have anybody of the same caliber in train right that he does in this movie to really That's make him too. shine yeah like yeah. there's nobody that like he's working with animated 
bullshit. Okay. So he's not going to be able to really feed off of that energy. So it's really the director's fault not getting a better performance out of LeBron. To and, you know, and, and speaking of that too, it's just like, yeah, they did like something with Michael Jordan in the first one, and in in almost everything that Michael Jordan does, it's very short. Meaning, like, he doesn't have long extended things to say. Like, no. they they come in phrases or like one or two sentences. Like even that press conference in the beginning of of Space Jam, that's kind of based off his real press conference when he first retired from basketball, right? So it's like, dude, Michael Jordan is like a really like Alan, you said a charming, like eloquent yeah. guy. Um, but when he's an actor, cause he's done commercials since, uh, before space jam. It's like when he's doing these commercials, you're not hearing him give monologues, you know, about like, you've got to, you got to do the step back dribble. What I taught you, son, like, no, he's just saying like bugs, buddy. Like that's no, all he's, of his he's, re- he's reacting. Yeah. He's reacting. And he's not yeah. trying to overplay it, but also the film, it, it has fun with Michael. This movie's not having fun with LeBron. It's no. putting him into scenarios that are quote unquote trying to be fun but it's not make it's not letting him have, be fun in itself like it, it it it's requiring him to have things to say and try to act and try to make the drama involving his son mean something and it just like i don't care about that i don't like i already don't care about that and then it puts the weight of the world on his shoulders because the whole you know a lot of the world gets sucked into the servers also okay. to watch this game and it's like why do we have impossible stakes in space jam like this is ridiculous I mean, the other question i had was like <laughs> what happens to that airplane where like the uh the flight attendants are not on that plane <laughs> well, people don't get their peanuts eh? that's it yeah i guess <laughs> um i want to ask you guys about you guys brought this up but i want to touch upon it because there's a lot to talk about there, but the Looney Tunes characters in this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were mentioning that they don't even get a lot of shine on their own. They they kind of just like are there to boost mm-hmm. up, you know, LeBron. But um, I want to ask you guys specifically, like, did you guys even like what they did at the end? There, where like we're gonna try and make everybody look realistic, and you know, we're gonna change the the uh, the Looney Tunes as well. Um, how did you guys? Oh, take- I didn't I didn't mind that. Yeah. I mean, That's at fine. that point, I was just. Like whatever to, to <laughs> just end. Yeah. It didn't bother yeah. me as far as like okay, that's a thing, but it didn't necessarily impress me. But you know, it, it wasn't it it wasn't detracting from the film compared to mm-hmm. other things. Well, yeah. also with the look of the basketball game, you have all these characters coming in. It just looks overall visually ugly. Like it's unappealing to look at. At yeah. least in the first jam, that basketball was like fun and wacky well, it and... looked like basketball <laughs> that's the key right yeah. there it looked like a basketball game it, it was colorful <laughs> yes um this is just disgusting <laughs> like I, I it's not enjoyable no i agree it it looks like it has this kind of you know muddy but yeah muddy harsher look that's you know trying to incorporate so much but it's like i don't care about any of this I, like the re the obvious reach is like ready player one did a bunch of the same stuff right right and i think more or less we're fans of ready player one if i'm not mistaken am i right yeah pretty much I like it. and more the, this more than this the, the difference yeah. the, the difference there beyond like thematically the movie is commenting on something it has something to say about the fact that it has all this ip involved like it's not just there to exist but also it's spielberg like he knows how to make a movie look as good as it needs to and it's set in a certain world like i i get what that approach is supposed to be i'm not saying it's spielberg's best looking movie either but it uh it just it's it has a lot more going for it compared to something like this which yeah just feels like a shove it all through the door and make it you know make it work and it's like why 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 make it so needlessly complicated in terms of plot in terms of the amount of characters in terms of 
the the stakes involved it's like you're doing it's a space jam <laughs> you're doing too much guys like you don't have to try this hard especially when it's this poorly done yeah, yeah I, I became obsessed with just looking at the background yeah. act and there's a moment <laughs> lebron and it's just talking to his son just this quiet moment and all the background people like jumping up and down yeah nothing is happening like why why are these people just jumping all over the place mm-hmm. uh, this is because they're on tv jordan they're excited <laughs> <laughs> they just weren't told what was going on yeah um uh, what do you think of the score or the the soundtrack well, uh, the soundtrack i like i'm a big fan of the you soundtrack. do i like yeah. the soundtrack yes I mean, I, nothing notable on the soundtrack except for like, I, I remember, I remember like the Lil Wayne song in the credits, but eh. I like the We Win track quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in saying that, I like the soundtrack because I listen to the soundtrack separately, and then it's like, oh, it's yeah. in the movie too. On uh, within the movie, yeah, I mean, it's not like compared to um to um Space Jam '96. That has some real tracks. Yes, I agree. Like that yeah, has yeah. tracks that like in, seem to inform the film to some degree. Um, this one, yeah, like it's it's pretty interchangeable as far as what tracks you can put in at various points because that's not really the point. On its own, I do like the soundtrack. I think it's a fun listen, but and I like that We Win song. They have that Pump the Jam remix. It's like, all right, there's some things here. But well, the musical score is John Williams' worst score. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled him in. That that was the weird part about that. Um, what was it going? Oh, was... That's what you recommend, right? <laughs> well, uh, about the more about the Looney Tunes themselves. The other thing, obviously, there's like the whole commotion about Lola Bunny, right? Where they like redesign the character because of reasons I don't need to get into, but are very strange um, to me um, because it's an animated character. The I have no issue with like design, whatever or whatnot. The problems I have with this character are twofold. One is they fired they they so they did all the lines they recorded all of them with another actress an actual voice actress which makes sense and then they fired her and just had Zendaya come in and replace all the lines. Oh what? So like and obviously they got those those big Zendaya bucks this weekend I'm sure because of that everyone was like oh man now mm-hmm. this is a thing we made more money at the box office. Um, but that's pretty shitty for one thing and it's like whatever this added nothing to the movie. Um, but the other thing. <laughs> there like the first film has its issues with the Lola character because she's just like there to be this thing that the boy Looney Tunes obsess over and then she has to be saved, right? This movie does like a weird 360 or 460 as this episode's titled. Um where <laughs> she's not like in peril, she's just like the be- you know, she's the only good Looney Tunes basketball player, but she also doesn't get to be funny. It's like we can't like she's not allowed to be funny for some reason. It's like okay, like what's the point of like I don't. It's another yeah. like weird decision among all the yes. weird decisions in this movie. Yeah, which, like, I mean, I, there's just not, not a whole lot for the Looney Tunes to actually even do, right? I mean, again, they're they're not really they are playing the game, but they're also not really like feeling as though they are playing the game. Like they're not expending a lot of energy. So when the little bunny's like tired and she's just like, hey, by the way, like maybe we should try something else here, Bron. Um, and they go into halftime. I was like, I. This halftime was too long anyway, and too much like LeBron being mean to everybody. Um, but you know, it's just there's just nothing for them to do. So of course I'm not gonna get a lowly bunny like understanding of her being the best basketball player and uh, you know really helping out LeBron James. Like no, she's just like a she was in the original one, so they have to just bring her back in a less sexualized way. 
just speaking of like the things Looney Tunes like our investment in the Looney Tunes characters. I'm not gonna. I don't want to go too far into this as far as spoilers go. But the end, the like ending point of this basketball game, there's like a a, a sacrifice is made that meant absolutely nothing to me and i was confused why it even happened to begin with do you guys get bothered by this at all either was this yeah was i got me? bothered by it because like why is this here because i know the outcome is not this outcome right and it like just, it, it matters for no reason and it felt so mean? random like even the fact that it was happening it's like did we did this get earned in any way like was this something that we that was at stake like it he just, assembled the team man it just it's like <laughs> why like well, anyway I mean, you know. You know, there should have been uh, like an Agent Coulson moment from the first Avengers where Bugs Bunny is just like, <laughs> and he just, he just, get, yeah, he gets killed. That brings them all together. <laughs> well, just uh, more, yeah, Eric, more like Looney Tunes. There's yeah. just no states, right? Yeah, I, it's just. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, there's bits that could work. There's one like basketball bit that kind of works where it's what Wiley Coyote like puts in a machine that clones a bunch of basketballs, and then he gets oh, yeah. the machine and clones it. It's like, that's an idea. Like, that's one thing that I was like, okay, more of this. Like, there's stuff... That second half, like, it has some ideas suddenly where it's like, where was this early? And I get that's part of the plot where it's like LeBron was refusing to do Looney Tunes stuff, but it's like, why? When you could have more fun with a movie called Space Jam. There's a bit where, like, what, Tasmanian Devil spins the court around, so, like, it moves before the other player can score on them, and he scores in his own basket. It's like, that's, like, there's stuff there. It's like, there's, that's what bothers, that's the kind of thing that bothers me in movies in general. When the ideas are so clearly on display as far as what can be better, and it makes the other choice. And it's like, mm-hmm. I see the stuff here. I see, I see the plot, the plot I get, I, as far as, like, making a father-son story. Like, do stuff with this. But instead, it's just, like, all belabored and LeBron's not helping. The the server stuff is all in the way. It's just uh, it's a, it was just exhausting to like deal with all of this. <laughs> well, what about some of the human actors? What did you guys think of uh, LeBron's family or his agent? Seems like his agent manager is like the best person in the in the movie aside from uh, well, like Sonequa Martin Green, who's who's on what Star Trek Discovery, and she was on Walking Dead. Like. She's oh, the, yeah. she's the wife. Like there's, no, there's nothing yeah, for her to it. do. She doesn't have a name. She's the wife. She has that dramatic trailer moment where he's like, "You got to do this for our. You got to get our son back." And it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm supposed to care so much about this story right now, but it's like they're clearly like putting their all into it. But it's like, boy, this is not doing much. I mean, yeah, I do like the the guy uh, Chris Davis is the actor's name who plays Malik, LeBron's friend, <laughs> who's like his, I guess his like his his. Not his manager, just like his help, his guy, like his buddy who helps his, his guy, stuff. Yeah, his assistant, sure. I guess. Yeah, he's a, he's his Cliff. He's he's Cliff yeah. to, to LeBron's <laughs> Rick Dalton. I'm reading the book now. I'm only like 50 pages away from being done. It's great. Oh wow, they uh, made it. A, they made an authorized uh, retelling. No, I mean I'm reading the book that Tarantino wrote. Oh, oh, you're actually reading Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost done. It's great. Uh, so, but I'm just I got a lot of Cliff in my mind lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like he's fun like jordan how about you you you, you, you where do you think of the the people in this movie i mean i thought they were fine okay. and better than lebron so <laughs> they they were all a standout compared to him um but yeah like again like i said i felt don Cheadle was good in his first scene or two but then like, i felt like he got worse and worse like he got his paycheck yeah. and he was whatever 
just gonna phone this in. Look, he's got and, nothing. Uh, he's got nothing to do after like he sets up the stakes, right? Because then it's just like yeah. just it's just repeated scenes of him wooing over the sun or just him getting angry on the court. Like that's it. Like that's all he's got to do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I'll say this. There's a. It's. I can't entirely say it's clever, but they do keep dressing him up differently while he's on the court. Like as I assume other basketball coaches and effort references that were like. Yeah, they're they making over references to yeah. other coaches. And it's like that's. It's like cool. Also, do that more or just do it better. Like just like make make things more apparent if we're gonna go this route. But also, like that's like a very inside basketball kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like at least that's you know, when he throws the chair on, that's like. <laughs> yeah. You, would you even know that that was uh, a basketball coach that did that? You know, so. I mean, as I mean, one when, that's not, you know, well versed in basketball, I I got that as far as okay, yeah. he's clearly dressed as somebody and he threw a chair. I get that. I get what that's supposed to be. But it, it, even if I can't ide- identify the coach specifically, I'd still like, all right, I see what you're trying to do. So it's like something I at least yeah. acknowledge. <laughs> I mean, he repeats the uh, famous training day King Kong line, which, as we all. <laughs> It's every kid's favorite movie. <laughs> can we t- can we talk about some of these references beyond just the extras? Sure. Because this movie has Training Day. You have <laughs> you have Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. You have The Matrix. You have Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> it and it's okay. Here's my here's the question then. Did you guys like the insertion of these guys into various classic movies? No. <laughs> um. I I think it depended on the movie. I didn't like the Matrix one, mm-hmm. but I really liked the Mad Max one because I think that just made sense. I know that was funny. The Mad Max one felt like the only one that was the most successful, even though it lacked. Yeah. A Doof Warrior would have been very welcome in the Mad Max one. I'm not sure, sure. what they mm-hmm. missed out on that. But like the other ones, I agree, mainly because it felt like they used the wrong characters in each one. Like, yeah. why is Yosemite that Sam too. in Casablanca? Like, that's a weird choice. Like, that made, made right. any sense to me. Why is I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of just more exactly the granny like in the Matrix, but it's just more of why? what are we doing here? It's, like, just, it's a weird flex that it's like, look, we have these. We can use them. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I totally get the whole entire uh, IP part of like we own all this stuff. Isn't this fun? But also like, you know, LeBron, you're not doing yourselves any favor by saying like, oh, I, I would be great as uh, a Neo type character. It's like, no, not really. <laughs> you're not really showing me anything, but also. Why yeah. are the like I the characters were banished to these other worlds so they have to play the the roles of these people like I don't understand. Well, they this. I think they chose to go right like it was like either you stay. With they Looney, just all left Looney Tunes. Except world. except for Bugs. Bugs was like I'm staying Looney Tunes for life. That's the tattoo on his on his tail. Yeah. Um, but all of them left and just did other. The the thing I was if anything I was disappointed in was the DC world. Like you think DC, the the mm-hmm. the one like the crowning thing for Warner Brothers basically. You think they do more than that than just have like an animated version where Superman doesn't even talk? Like, it was like, well, I also like how it's like, oh, you know who I really need? I need Superman on my team. So he meets Superman and he can't convince Superman to be on this team. He doesn't even say, he just like stops the train that almost crashes right. and you just, you just see him there and that's it. And it's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's like you, you have all of DC at your disposal and you don't use any of it. It's like, I get that it's a Looney Tunes movie. You don't want to overwhelm it but at the same time. It's weird. Weird choices are made as far as like how to like yeah. bring some of this stuff in. Casablanca, <laughs> The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's all kinds of ideas that they scrapped. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm all about seeing the Iron Giant fist bumping with King Kong. Like that's fun. Like I'm into that. But for mm-hmm. the most part, just not doing it for me. Oh, I forgot that. That's like Jordan when they say the King Kong line. 
they cut to they cut to King Kong. Cut to King yeah, Kong. I yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like yelling. Alan, you, you, you uh, said you said you're fairly okay with this like comparison. It would seem. What what are some other highlights for you? Oh, that you know, I just don't. You know, I think after this podcast, I'm never gonna think. I'm never gonna think about it again. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty positive. Much how it's you know, like if I watch it and I was like, okay, and then I didn't have to do this. Po- it's been on my brain for three days. So like mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it a lot. But like honestly, if I didn't have to talk about it, I probably would like not have to. But you know, I didn't have. To, if I wasn't gonna talk about it, then I probably would have forgotten about it. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with how much people online are kind of calling it, or kind of overreacting to a bad movie. Like it's a bad movie. It's not a big deal. Like we can just move on with our life. We right. can just not talk about it. But yeah. Forget the, about it pretty quickly. The, the, Every, yeah, this... Everyone's like a pop, like into the world type of hyper, hyperbole about like it's just a bad movie, guys. It's, that is aimed for maybe us, but it's just a bad movie. Like it's not the end of the world. It isn't the death of cinema. It isn't like oh IPs killing. If that's the case, then why do we watch Marvel movies or anything else that crosses over? It's not the end of the world. It's just a movie that is made poorly. I'll I'll say and this is the ex- can, this is the extent of my like fury at this movie is doing this podcast because I I agree with you I don't I don't I don't tend to do that in general I don't think about things that I dislike after the fact it's like all right I dislike to move on so you know required to say something about it for this podcast because that's what we're doing here but mm-hmm. I can agree that it's overstated as far as the impact on cinema it's going to have. At the same time, this does feel like the worst example of how shameless you can make a product like this, because that's what this ultimately feels like, a product. Right? Yeah. Like it, it, All movies are products. They though, are, but, but, yeah. but this, I mean, this specifically is literally relying on all of the things that Warner Brothers owns to help sell a thing. It's... It feels like it's a little, it's a step further. Not to the point of I need to be concerned about the future of cinema, but in terms of like what movies come down to, this feels more shameless than I'm used to seeing. <laughs> especially, yeah. especially because of how not successful it is at doing any of that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can add to that is like what you mentioned uh, earlier, Aaron, of just there are other kids' family movies that are way better than this, and so, you know, like I would agree with you that we can't be subject to what studios will push out to us however when i'm comparing this as a one-to-one with space jam 96 i mean they, they follow the same storyline except space jam 96 just seemed to to know when enough was enough um, well, i knew when enough so. was enough but it also just knew how to treat its star it knew how to like True. have yeah. fun with them where again and, and stars multiple like even the looney tunes it's like i don't i don't know about enough about lebron beyond like his accomplishments both you know as a as a as a basketball player as well as a i don't know philanthropist is the right word but like you know someone that's trying to like do something about the world to some degree mm-hmm. like beyond that i don't know much about him as a personality and this movie did not tell me anything about him as a personality <laughs> like it did no 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 we found out he's a pretty shitty dad yeah. <laughs> like that's we found out he's not he's 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 not any fun he doesn't know how it, it's to have weird a good time because like with you know, cartoons yeah right it's also weird because like not to go into like too much like the LeBron like off the court on the court kind of stuff like for uh like how he is outside of the movie, but this is trying to paint him as hey I'm a responsible dad and I'm 36 now so let me like you know do what I need to do because I'm trying to be portray myself as you know an, an old an elder statesman in the in the NBA game 
And then, like, off the court, he's just, like, still fucking around on Twitter and, like, doing, like, 20-year-old things. It's like, you know, so I, I just didn't really – I guess Michael could have been the same way. It's just that they didn't have as much exposure back then. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you can't try and, like, retcon yourself to become this other person on the screen and have everyone believe it. Because everyone knows that you're, like, a, a quote-unquote fun dad, kind of like a goofy guy that likes to uh, talk about your shit on Twitter. And so, you know <laughs> – like it doesn't really work out on that plane too. So well, yeah, your point of like, yeah. who I, is LeBron trying to be in this movie? It's like I don't know either. That's what yeah, I'm, he's that's not what I'm getting LeBron at. James. Mm-hmm. He's, just, uh, he's Bron James. He's not LeBron James. That's that's right. what I'm he's getting. A different that's, sports star. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like whatever you know about him as a personality, this movie doesn't try to like poke fun at that whatsoever. Where Michael Jordan, it, like it had. It had things it could go after. The fact that he was, you know, did basketball or did baseball for a while, like things, just things about him as a person that are like fun to poke fun. And granted, he's, you know, at that time the biggest like athlete in the world. LeBron is certainly mm-hmm. up there. I know there is others as well, but it's just this movie in general is coming at a time where there's just nothing unique about this. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not special to see Space Jam now like it was in 1996. Regardless of how good Space Jam in '96 was, there was nothing else like Space Jam, right? Where this, it's like, look at all this stuff that we just threw on screen. What What's special <laughs> about it? I guess LeBron's in it. What's special about LeBron? Well, he can't act. Well, why would I want to see that? I don't know. Looney Tunes. What are they doing? I don't know. They don't sound like them. Watch Merry Melodies. Fine, I'll do that you're, instead. You're really selling me on this pitch. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just a bunch of nothing. Like that's, yeah. And it does feel lazily constructed as far as what six writers were apparently able to come up with for a movie like this so it's oh, like wow i didn't realize it was six so it's like what what did we what did we do here what did we accomplish we waited 25 years for another space jam waited obviously we were just sitting on the edge of our seat and this was the best we came up with okay yeah. <laughs> like whatever yeah well i mean the argument still stands i mean michael jordan is the best basketball player ever so there you go better than will <laughs> chamberlain <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, questionable in terms magic? of like one to ones. Definitely better than magic. Kareem? Yeah, I know it's better than magic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, get a uh, Doctor J. Mm, he he's probably better than Doctor J. <laughs> but Will maybe not. <laughs> Kareem maybe not. <laughs> well, this is the important debate that we should have got to early. <laughs> Uh, no, it's always just like yeah. all all the LeBron fans are always like Mike or LeBron is way better than Jordan, and it's clear that he's been trying to like take that mantle over in in subtler and subtler and less subtle ways. I'm just like, great. Well, I've got a shoe line, and I've got this movie that's coming out. It's like, yeah, this movie. Michael Jordan still has the uh, the upper hand on the movie front. Let the me, animated. Well, front. Michael Jordan just has the upper hand in general. This is true. Wait, will he get his hands on? I was gonna make the same joke. <laughs> Let me to like to offer some like positives to like what I what they're trying to do to some degree. Ryan Coogler is a producer on that. I mentioned this. I there was another director that was involved in this before Malcolm Dealey came on here, um, whose name is escaping me right now, and I'm going to find it in a second. And it starts. Scorsese. It starts with a T. Tarantino. <laughs> Hold on. I had it. Now I lost it. Um, Terrence Nance. There we go. Uh, mm. Ter- Terrence Nance was a, he was original director. He got he got basically fired off a few weeks in. What I th- and I can't remember what the thing is that he worked on before, uh, but it was something that was close to what the things that Cooper does. There's something there about like 
fatherhood, uh, black masculinity, what have you. Now, obviously, this is a Looney Tunes movie. You're not going to get too deep in the themes. I can see, you know, Ryan Coogler probably around 12 when this movie first came out. Big, you know, big fan of the time. Want to do some kind of update. Injecting something about, like, yeah, the nature of of parenthood, fathers and sons, commercialism, black experience. There's something there, which I can imagine in a more serious movie that would be inherently less fun. There's something that you could work with as far as a thematic thing to get a point across. The like the barest of traces of that are still in this movie, but it's just not enough to like give me any kind of like further thought on like what you can be well, doing with I mean, this. You you mentioned it earlier. You throw LeBron's son to the side uh-huh. very much into the game, and they just focus on LeBron. And then it finally is like, hey, don't you don't you want to have more fun with me because your your fake coach is an asshole just like I was. Yeah, it, but it, now it, I understood. I understand that having fun is the 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 uh, the reason why we should all live it's like what so again yeah. it doesn't really do anything with that because it starts off a little bit with it but if you want you should just that's why it's like i don't understand like why you brought in all these other characters including his wife his other son his other daughter like what is the purpose of this if this is a lebron movie slash a lebron and son movie like there's there's no real reason for you to have like this family aspect of this it just you yeah, should it just it overcomplicates mm-hmm. by bringing everybody in. Like that's a that was a yeah. that was a huge right. for me that was a huge misstep when they just brought like everybody from the real world into the thing. It's like this is this is too much. Like this is yeah. not gonna help anything. As much as I'm a little how little Rel Howery fan, that's uh, it's too much to just have everybody inside of this thing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But uh, any other thoughts on Space Jam: A New Legacy before we move on? Alan, mm-hmm. Jordan. No, I'm good. <laughs> Jordan, did you get a Toon Squad shirt? Got three of them. <laughs> oh, I did like the jerseys. Yeah, they're nice. The, the Toon Squad jersey was pretty cool. But, you know, everything else is ugly. I, I mm. like it now because I realized it was a that's all folks like sign mm-hmm. on the that's what the circle is on the thing. Mm-hmm. It took me to watch the movie to be like, oh, I get it now. Like I needed to, <laughs> I needed to see it in action to realize what they were doing with that. <laughs> Okay, well, Space Jam A New Legacy is currently in theaters and on HBO Max. When should people go and see this movie? Alan? Uh, I don't, probably just HBO Max. Don't go to the theater. Don't bother. Jordan? IMAX! Damn! No. Uh, yeah, HBO. It's not visually appealing, so you can watch it on your phone for all I care. <laughs> Abe? Uh, this movie, in our old scale, it's better served as like a TV movie with commercials because they would have edited some parts of it um, oh. just for running time. And then the other, uh, in our new scale, it's on HBO Max right now and it's kind of streaming there. But this is one of those that if you had nothing else in your catalog to watch, you can come and check this one out. Like, And I don't even know if you would ever finish it. Kids should watch The Empty Man before they watch Space Jam. And <laughs> wow. Also at HBO Max, or just yeah. Space Jam, or just Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max. Uh, no, don't watch <laughs> this. If it gets to the 29th today, and you're like, there's only 39 days to watch Space Jam and New Legacy, I gotta do it before 30 days because up. Don't. You're fine. You, you can do yeah. anything else. Watch other Malcolm Lee movies. Watch the Best Man movies. Watch Undercover Brother. Watch Roll Bounce. Like, he's made good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of Malcolm Watch sure. the third Barbershop. Arguably the best Barbershop. <laughs> like, uh, but no, don't don't do this because it's bad. It's a bad movie. Um, yeah, slam, slam. <laughs> there you go. 
All right. Well, we've talked about Space Jam, a new legacy, quite a bit. Let's move on now. Let's get to our... Abe, what uh, what time is it here? Time for a quick game here. Little known fact, when you play that, Don Cheadle shows up and asks you if you want to go live a parallel life. Like the family man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Calls you Jack and everything. Um, I've got a grade for you guys. Uh, it's called uh, On a Scale of, and this is like where I'm going to name you guys a uh, a sequel to a movie, and you guys can tell me what, on the Metacritic scale what it is. I also have a follow-up game, a new one that I want to try out, but uh, we'll get there in due time. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, again, I'll, I'm going to name you guys a movie sequel, and you guys just tell me what the Metacritic score is. Uh, everyone's going to get a chance. Uh, so, Aaron, what do you think Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 got? On Book Metacritic? of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Thank you for saying the correct title. Mm-hmm. Um, Metacritic score for Book of Shadows. I am, go- hmm, I am going to say 16. 16. Uh, Jordan, what do you think Blair Witch 2 got? I'm going to say 8%. <laughs> 8. Okay. And uh, Alan? I'm going to go with 12. 12 it is 15 so aaron you get that one well wait 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 what did i say i said 16 you said 16 okay i thought i said 18 so it would have tie okay never no. mind got it nailed it yay good for me i'm doing the math as we go along come okay, on okay fair enough um, the next one here uh jordan what do you think lethal weapon 2 got um 72 72 uh alan what do you think it got 69. 69. And uh, Aaron, what do you think you got? Good one, Alan. Um, I will say <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2 uh, received 69 and 72. Those are the ones? Mm-hmm. 69 and 72. Uh, 73. 73. You should have gone with 70 because it was 70. Uh, so, Alan, you get that one because you're one away. I love it. Are these... 69, saving your life. So are these just sequels? That's the idea? These are just sequels, yeah. Not, okay. Uh, I started out with bad sequels, and then I was like, well, I should throw in a good one here and there. Okay. Uh, that next one here, I still know what you did last summer. Alan, what do you think that movie got on Metacritic? I still know what you did last summer. You drank uh, Jack Black. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, 20. 20. Uh, Aaron, what do you think uh, I still know what you got last summer got? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of the cast if I still know you know that's because there's a lot of notables in there including Jack Black as I mentioned John Hawks I believe is in there too Jeffrey Combs um, yeah um, and still no god you probably go really low on this but you said 20 and that's probably really close I'm gonna say 22 22 Jump Street and uh, Jordan, what do you think? Um, I still did last summer. Got. I'm gonna say thirteen percent. Thirteen. It is twenty-one. Alan oh. and Aaron, you guys are <laughs> one away each. So the tiebreaker is: What do you think it it got domestic box office run, not adjusted for inflation? Um, Alan, since you went first, you get to go first in this one. What domestic? Mm-hmm. Just domestic box office, yeah. What do you think? I, I don't know. Uh, 50, 58 million. 58 million. And Aaron, what do you think it got? 
break this down. Let's see. The first one was just enough of a hit to get a sequel. <laughs> this movie's probably cheap, but it sucked and nobody saw it. 40. Oh, yeah. It, it is like basically 40 million. <laughs> I assume it had like a decent weekend and then just kind of like towed it up like a, a few more to get to like 40. That, apparently that's right. Good good uh, on you. I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> exactly. The next one here, Paul Bart, Paul Bart, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Aaron, what do you think this movie got? Isn't it crazy that there's no subtitle on this? I'm surprised about this too. Because it's like it's kind of like a cruise, I believe, isn't it? So it's like it should be like Paul Blart, Mall Cop Two, not still cruise, cruising, still cruising, <laughs> yeah. cruising USA, see seaside adventure, <laughs> some, some yeah. nonsense. Uh, Paul Blart, Mall Cop Two. Let's say fourteen. Fourteen. And uh, Jordan, what do you think it got? I'm gonna go with. He's fourteen. I'm gonna go with. 15. 15. And Alan, what do you think it got? I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to do 13. You guys suck. 13. It is exactly 13. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> the next one here. Uh, Jordan, what do you think uh, the Empire Strikes Back got? Oof, I'm going to say 7%. No. <laughs> 7%? <laughs> I mean, uh, 95 90? Wow, okay, all right. I dig it. Alan, what do you think uh, Empire Strikes Back got? Um, 80. 80. And Aaron, what do you think Empire Strikes Back got? What did Jordan say? Jordan said 95, right. which is pretty versus, good. Versus 80? Yeah, I said 80. Empire Strikes Back. It's Metacritic, so it's like, does it... Do movies even go that high? <laughs> I, I think I've seen only video games go in the 90s. Um, 92. 92. It was 82, so Alan, you oh, get wow. that one. I love it. Yeah. The next one here, Basic Instinct 2. Alan, what do you oh. think Basic Instinct 2 got? That does have a subtitle. Sometimes it does. It's weird. I, I didn't see it on this one. It's, yeah. It's, I, yeah. I'd be surprised. Basic Who'd you, Instinct 2. Who'd you ask? Alan. You. Oh, yeah. me. You asked me. Oh, fuck. I don't know. 24. 24. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what do you think Basic Instinct 2 got? Risk Addiction. That's the, the sometimes. Risk title. Addiction? Yeah. Um, he's 24, Basic Instinct 2. I'll say, say 20. 20. And Jordan, what do you think Basic Instinct 2 got? And 20. I'll say 25. 25. It is 26. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) The next one here. Son of the Mask. (laughs) What do you think Son of the Mask got, uh, Aaron? Jamie Kennedy classic. Um... 12. 12. Okay, Son of the Mask, 12. Uh, Jordan, what do you think Son of the Mask got? 15. 15. And Alan, what do you think Son of the Mask I'll do 20. 20. The answer is 20 exactly. Wow. Oh, shit. Alan's good at the Metacritic. Look at that one there. (laughs) Uh, It didn't get like 8, so I was like, yeah, somebody had to like that. (laughs) 
two more here. Teen Wolf 2. Uh, Jordan, what do you think Teen Wolf 2 got? Uh, 21. 21. Alan, what do you think Teen Wolf 2 got? Uh, 11. 11. And Aaron, what do you think Teen Wolf 2 got? I'm going to tell you a quick tidbit about Teen Wolf 2 right now. I hate this movie. (laughs) Jason Bateman and Teen Wolf 2. This movie's awful. When we still had Flickster, when that was still a thing, before I was writing reviews, instead of Uh writing a review for Teen Wolf 2, because this was very important, I just cut and paste a essay I wrote about the lady from Shanghai during college into the space for where the reviews go. Uh Um, Uh-huh. So, yeah. Nobody cared. No, of course not. But still, there was I just I couldn't handle how much I hated uh, Teen Wolf Two. Teen Wolf Two, <laughs> I will say seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, I should have gone with Alan. It was eight. Oh. <laughs> Alan, you get that one. Makes nice. sense. Yeah. The last one here, The Godfather Part Two. Uh, <laughs> Alan, what do you think The Godfather Part Two got? Oh goodness. Um, I'm I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna. I want to say 92. 92. Alan, Aaron, what do you think The Godfather Part Two got? Well, fuck if I know. Metacritic's all over the place today with sequels, so yeah. 93. 93. And Jordan, what do you think The Godfather Part Two got? What did I say for Empire? 95. You said 95. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say 90. 90. It is exactly 90. <laughs> but with all that, Alan, you are still the winner with a score Oof. of five correct. Uh, Alan, you have won this week's uh, on a scale of. However, the next game that I have here, very simple. I have tallied right. up. It's called Showcase Showdown. Mm-hmm. I have oh. tallied up the box office of all the movies that I've just named here. Oh, no. I would love for you guys to kind of just guess what the total amount domestic out going over is. Domestic? Domestic, yes. Can so you, I have named can, the can Blair you, Witch. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, just name, name the movies. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Lethal Weapon 2. I still know what you did last summer. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. The Empire Strikes Back. Basic Instinct 2. Son of the Mask. Teen Wolf 2. And The Godfather Part 2. Showcase showdown. Nobody really uh, uh, like. You can feel free to just chime in. When I'm trying to do to. some quick math. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say eight. Uh, I want to say, is this adjusted or no? not adjusted? Just, just oh, like it's per, okay. in its perfect or, uh, in its current original run, I should say. Okay, so. <sighs> No idea. Believe in you guys. Okay, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say 680 million. 680 million. Okay. Uh, anybody else? Uh, you said 680. Yeah. 680. And again, Price is Right rules for this one, so you can't go over. 680. Now nah, it throws me off. That's way more than what you were thinking. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're giving me Lethal Weapon and Empire Strikes Back, that's a good chunk of change right there. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna say 720. 720. Entertainment 720. Got it. Um. Jordan. 
um, six even. Six dollars? No, six. six. <laughs> oh, I was like, wow, bold move. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about just Blair Witch 2. It's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that did make the lowest amount on the uh, the list here. Yes, with I million. Uh, Jordan, you're the winner. The without oh. going over, the total is six fifty six. Oh, I'm so close. So, yeah, you really, really close. I was doing some really good math. I was on top of this. <laughs> you should have gone under. You should have just like cut it before. I thought Wait, be, I thought six... it'd be closer to seven hundred. So I was like six eighty. Yeah, that, that gives me some space. Because Empire Empire made like Empire two ninety two. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> up at two one forty seven. Yeah, like I said, uh, so that's like a good chunk right there. And yeah, then, everything else is like below. Like I said, six eighty. I'm off by what twenty four. Like yeah, you're, <laughs> you're close. You're, wasn't wrong. Scott Mendelson would be proud. So. <laughs> but that was a showcase showdown. <laughs> so, Jordan, you won the showcase. There you go. <laughs> good job. I made Thank some good you. guesses on some of these. I was like, Paul Blart, right, that's yeah. like fifty million, maybe. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you get for Basic Instinct too? What'd you think? Like eight million. If I on total, I if I like maybe in the thirties, thirties or forties. It was six million. It was six total. Oh man, really? I was even close. Oh man. Really? Six million for basic instinct two. Oh, see, I overguessed it. <laughs> that, yeah, that. but you still got about right. I mean. Yeah. No, I'll tell you right now. That's the sole reason <laughs> that I missed this it question. Because I overguessed basic well, instinct two. <laughs> Damn you, box office mojo. All right, all right, Abe. Good game. Thank you for that. That was fun. Let's uh, let's move on now to our last segment here. Out now, feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. This is where I go over the various questions answered on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. We answer a number of questions to the listeners. And, yeah, so let's start this one out here. And Jordan and Alan, of course, feel free to chime in with some answers if you have any. What are your favorite movies starring an athlete? Chris Wright's Atlantic starring Bujma Gulu? Close and, it up, yeah. That's... And, Snatch. Uh, and fighting with my family. Uh, Jay Clue, friend of the show, writes Snatch with Jason Statham and Vinnie Jones. Combo. Alan, your answer is Snatch in this scenario. Yeah. Or Lockstock. Because of Vinnie or, Jones, um, famed famed yeah. footballer. Or you know, um, the rundown. Rundown is great. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Uh, or or any given Sunday with Lawrence Taylor uh, from Dust Till Dawn with of course Red Williamson there it is Mm, there you go and Mars Attacks with Jim Brown Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Jordan any uh, favorite movie starring an athlete you got game you got game yeah a lot of them Uh, Rocky Uncut Gems came to mind also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody's naming uh, my favorite Kazam. There you go. Who's in that? Uh, nobody. It's not Sinbad. I know that. <laughs> no. uh, well, the next question is, what are your favorite films that team up humans with cartoon characters, not just CG characters? Todd Libanel uh, has Who Framed Marjorie Rabbit and Mary Poppins. Uh, Luke Thompson has all three Spongebobs, but the second is the best. He's right. And Chris has Mary Poppins. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm-hmm. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Jordan, naturally, you'll say uh, Last Action Hero featuring the cartoon cat. I get that. See what you're doing. 
Love that movie. Looney Tunes. <laughs> back in action. Yeah, that's that's a good one. It's a good one. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Would cool be my, World. Would be my go-to. So, Cool World's yeah. certainly a movie that exists. Yeah. yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next question we have here. What are some great movies about characters being brought to other dimensions? Not just Hollow Earth, like the first Space Jam. But Mark Pace's friend of the show did write Space Jam 96. Uh, Chris has Tron or The Last Starfighter, feeling nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And Todd, leaving out front of the show, writes The Wizard of Oz and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a great call. What about The Cell? Would that count? Yeah, Dream Dimension, sure. So, yeah. Oh, that. Jordan, that's how you sleep at night, right? Sure is. Dimension. <laughs> <laughs> John Carter, is that what you said? Yeah, but that's, that's just another planet, Mars. technically. Yeah, yeah, not really yeah. another dimension. Yeah. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. You're going to other dimensions, right? There you go. You got all these holiday yeah. lands. <laughs> seasonal dimensions. Seasonal dimensions. Is that? It's a new men. It's a new Denny's menu. Seasonal dimensions. Oh yeah, yeah. Two ninety nine. The mist. Well, they're pulling our dimension, right? Yeah, sure. If you think if if <laughs> if the movie's from the point of view of the giant monsters, then yes, it's about them going into other dimensions. Sure. Watch it. <laughs> all right well there's uh there's wrink- were... there, there, there's uh-huh. rink- there's wrinkle in time where chris pine goes into that um drake dimension at one point yep yeah that's right invisible boxes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh that description is who is your favorite looney tunes character chris has daffy and marvin by the way not enough marvin the martian in this uh, new space jam um, and todd has yosemite sam uh i'm a big wiley oh, sorry, sorry I was going to say, I am a big Marvin the Martian fan. My mom was a big Marvin the Martian fan. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would say, if anything, he gets like a whole spotlight for just him before he's just not involved in the movie anymore. Right. Um, but I, I like Marvin. And I'm a Bugs guy. I like Bugs a lot. Mm-hmm. Alan, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I like Wiley Coyote. Yeah. I don't know. They're he uses all those signs. Porky Pig. Yeah. Notorious P.I.G. Hey, how about you? Looney Tunes characters, I do like Daffy Duck just because um, of the McDonald's toys from way back when. That's a reason. Like he he has like that Superman toy from McDonald's. Um, yeah, because he had like a little like plastic shell thing that went yeah, around. Yeah, and the Batman one I too. I had that toy. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about actually. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're kids of the '90s. <laughs> All right. Um, next question we have here. What's your favorite basketball movie? Todd Levenauer writes Hoosiers. And the lovely Anna Bosch writes Air Bud. Makes sense. There's no rule that says dogs can't play basketball. Yeah. yeah that dog was like the best, uh, the MVP of that, of that uh, movie. Favorite basketball movie? Hmm. I mean, mm. I've mentioned it many times. Like the serious answer is uh, uh, the PBS documentary Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams, yes. Yeah. yeah. Blue Chips. Blue chips with Shaq. Shaq and Shaq, uh, what's Shaq and Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, yeah. Does the last dance count? Sure, why not? Oh, yeah, cool. I um ten part won an Emmy. Hoop dreams, but um I really really liked uh, Soderbergh's High Flying Bird, so throwing that out there yeah. as well. Came out just like a couple years ago. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Bugs Bunny cartoon? Uh, Todd Liebenau has From Hair to Air. Uh, pretty funny. 1960. Uh, Nate has possibly not my all-time favorite, but Baseball Bugs is up there. 
uh, Anabash around the show has Super Rabbit, 1943, and Chris has Hair Devil Hair. Do you guys have a specific? I think uh-huh. Hair Devil Hair is, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's one where, like, there's a monster, there's, like, a thing where Bugs is in, like, a castle or something, and there's a monster in there, and it takes, like, a portion, like, a potion, and it keeps turning mm-hmm. back and forth into a scary monster. Is that what I, do you guys know what I'm talking about? I, I do, because that's, like, the one that I would reference as well, where it's, like, it's it's literally, like, a square monster thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like every now and then it turns back and it's like it's not the thing and then he turns around and it is the yeah. thing and it's scary. Um, yeah. Like it's like even like Tweety Bird. No, Hair Devil Hair is sorry, Hair Devil Hair is a Marvin the Martian cartoon with Bugs Bunny. But uh, oh, never mind then. I I find out what the one I'm thinking of is, but that's yeah, the, it's got a bat in it. That's one. That's a go-to. The 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 um the the opera one. Um, yeah, I like the opera. Is a big favorite the, uh, the famous GIF now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The 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 baseball bugs one I do like just because I like his chant bricka bracka fry cracker fish boom ba bugs bunny bugs bunny rah 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 <laughs> uh, that's never left my mind and it never will <laughs> but yeah it's that 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 monster one that's one that really does stick out to me so that's one that i tend to think of and i mean you know there's that one with the with daffy and bugs going at each other and then like bugs is the one that's drawing the cartoon at the end and it's really funny mm-hmm. All right. Um, last question here. We didn't get any answers for this one, but guys, feel free to jump in. What's the wildest use of a studio's own brand being? Studio. Sorry. What's the wildest use of a studio's own brand to sell a movie? So, what's the most shameless film, basically, for Ooh. the studio? <laughs> Great <laughs> question. Space Jam: New Legacy is a good Yeah, it's like Space Jam is really up there. Well, they're like just really shameless films that just go into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surely there's something uh, from Disney that counts in this question. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. But it was like Wreck-It Ralph. I was going to say, they read the Wreck-It Ralph sequel. Mm. Any of the Star Warses? <laughs> I don't know if they're like going around saying like, hey, check out these midichlorian ice cream bars. It's not. I, I would have bought one though. Consider like the next like Spider-Man or Flash movie that's bringing in all their other characters to sell it. Grant, it's part of the story, but that's a huge appeal of it. Batman No Way Home. Yeah. What about? Well, it's not shameless, but like Avengers is a movie strictly made to bring in three different kinds of IP. Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. So, you know, that can kind of count, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything like that is kind of... I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of cross- crossovers or stuff. I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. It seems like Sony would be a really big company that would do this pretty shamelessly, but I can't think of anything that they've done. Oh, like if they ever actually made that um, 21 Jump Street meets Men yeah. in Black movie. But then again, given the people involved, it probably would have been pretty clever about how to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, 22 like, Jump Street comes close as far as spoofing the idea of doing continuous 22 Jump Street, or 21 Jump Street movies. Well, what about, like, Jurassic World? Because it seemed pretty shameless about the original Jurassic Park. It is as far as, like, it. it's kind of in on the joke, but yes, it is, like, going out of its way to be like, well, what if we had a movie? Yes, it would probably have, like, or had a theme park. It'd probably have Jimmy Fallon doing the host of the, like, <laughs> dinosaur tour and stuff like it's like it and there would be a, a, a jimmy buffett restaurant and everything like it's it 
it is it's shameless it's like yeah we can get this stuff but it's like yeah you you would have those things in a theme it would park. Make sense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh hair raising hair i think is the title of the bugs bunny cartoon that i'm thinking of by the way oh okay and that monster's in the space jam like quite a bit the red one the big yeah one. the red guy yeah all right uh well that was feedback 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 feedback, feedback, feedback. feedback. <laughs> and that is gonna bring us uh to the end of this week's episode uh, you can uh, find more of my work, my personal blog, thecodaseek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing reviews at wisethblue.com and Wheel of Entertainment. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and twitter.com slash Moose. Hashtag, you couldn't get Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> uh, Alan Aguilero, anything you want to plug? Um, No, you just go to my Instagram, which is mr. A L D O R A Y N E. Jordan. Then, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's it. No, that's it. Jordan, how about you? One day I'll have something to plug, but today is not that day yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can just go to Twitter or Instagram to be bored. All right. Uh, well, that you can find all the other episodes about now, third and eight on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HSWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Get at us. And of course, our Instagram page, instagram.com slash underscore podcast as well. You can use all of these social channels to once again enter our summer movie quote contest to win a copy of Do the Right Thing. Enter your favorite summer movie quote at any of these channels we just mentioned, and you might, you'll might you be entered into a chance to win. Um, mm-hmm. I want to thank Alan and Jordan for joining us today. Thank you both. You're welcome. He's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for. I'm glad we all loved it. Thank you for giving a postmortem on Space Jam: A New Legacy. Um, <laughs> thank you, listeners, for listening. And that is going to do it for this week's show. Next week, we got a couple of things coming. We got Snake Eyes and M Night Shyamalan's Old. So get ready. Ooh. Um, but until then, until next week, until next time, so long and goodbye. Bye. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Just wait. Good. Hey, I said it feels so good. We will, we will.